Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest. She's a not only a business consultant, founder of Christy & Co. She's an onboarding and offboarding specialist and is amazing when it comes to project management tools, SOPs, you need to dial in your systems and team management. Today's topic is how to hire people to do everything you shouldn't with none other than Christy Bagot. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm so excited to be here today. This is like my favorite thing to talk about in business. So thank you for inviting me here to have this conversation. Yeah, no, it's such an important conversation because if you think about it, like this type of conversation can bring freedom to somebody who's listening today. Totally. And that is what it's all about. Yeah. And leverage too, right? Because it's like a lot of entrepreneurs, what is the number one thing that they struggle with? They struggle with doing way too much things they shouldn't be doing. And we got to be able to be good at knowing how to put teams and systems in place to eventually get to the place of freedom, which is why a lot of people become entrepreneurs. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, why don't we kick it off with just kind of sharing a little bit about your background and how you got into this. And then what do you want, uh, what do you want the audience to take away from today? Yeah, sure. So um, as you mentioned, I'm a business consultant. I work with online service providers and coaches. Um, I really specialize in systems and operations. So what that means when I'm working with my clients, I'm really helping them set up systems, processes, and tools in their business as it relates to client experience. So when I'm working with my clients, what I'm focusing on is, as you mentioned, client onboarding and offboarding. We're talking about SOPs, making sure all of your processes are documented, and then team management. So either are you efficiently using a team or are you getting your business in a position to hire a team? And then of course, project management, because that's what helps us keep um, us sane in our businesses and make sure that we stay on task. So I'm really hoping that your audience walks away with today are some tangible um, tips and actions that they can take right away um, and apply and implement them in their own businesses. Ah, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, and, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people are kind of unsure about is, you know, how to be able to really determine like what should they really delegate and what should they really keep. And you're really good at kind of organizing uh, the week and organizing how they should think. Can you kind of walk us through, you know, those phases that you, you know, walk your clients through? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, A lot of people get to a point in their business where they need to hire help, but the thought of hiring help in their business is just extremely overwhelming. And I like to use a lot of analogies. So I think about like your house, when your house is really disorganized and it's a mess and there's a lot to do, you don't really know where to focus your efforts first. And it just feels really overwhelming. And that can happen in our businesses when we have a lot to do and we know that we need help, but we just don't know where to start. So one activity or exercise that I typically have my clients go through um, when they're experiencing this is 
the first thing is to list out all of your business activities, right? Everything that you have to do throughout the week um, in order to keep your business running. So whether that's, you know, categorizing expenses, creating content, uh, lead engagement, client management, whatever the case may be, write everything out. And then I want you to look at that list and I want you to, to write two columns on a piece of paper. On one side, it's going to be all of the activities from that brain dump you just did. And that's only things that you can do in your business. So you're going to look at that brain dump and you're going to pull out the things that only you can do. So maybe that's like taking a discovery call, for example. And then in the other column, I want you to write down everything else. And these are all things that you could eventually hand off to a team member or a virtual assistant or you know whoever you may need to hire in your business. Um, but I wanna take it a step further. So looking at that list of things that you could offboard, start to group them together and categorize them a little bit because that's gonna help you determine who you need to hire. So if you're grouping those tasks together and you see that there's you know creating graphics, planning your social media, scheduling social media, then that becomes very clear that maybe the person that you need to hire is a social media manager. Or if a lot of those tasks are admin related, then maybe you've realized that you need to hire like an admin VA. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And so I think being able to like list that out in, do you recommend bringing on somebody like full salary? Do you recommend bringing somebody on that's hourly? How do you determine, you know, the pay and, and how to bring them onto your team? Yeah, absolutely. So I think this really depends on where you're at in your business, because of course you want to make sure that um, if you're going to bring someone to help you in your business, you can continue to pay them. So if you're at a point where you could have a team member on salary, great. But if not, you know, there's always the option of doing or working with contractors. And then when it comes to their hourly rate, it really depends on the skill level that they're bringing. So, you know, someone that you might have coming into your business to work on like website design or SEO or something, that pay grade might be a little different than someone that's coming in to do data entry for you or, you know, basic admin tasks. Um, so really it depends on the type of work that you're looking for. But what I always recommend people do is they can pop into Facebook groups. If you're part of like entrepreneurial Facebook groups and just kind of ask what the going rate is, um, you know, for an admin VA or, a, you know, someone to help with SEO and you can kind of get uh, some good information from there as well. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Now, do you have certain teammates that you kind of standardize that you want to see them hire first? Uh, to kind of maximize their time as they're going from solopreneur to entrepreneur? Or do you kind of just do it on a case-by-case basis based off where they're at? Yeah. So I think when it comes to hiring help in your business, like who you should hire first, going back to that first activity where you're kind of brain dumping and you're looking at all of the activities that you do in your business, I would say when looking at that list, determine which activities are taking the most of your time. Um, so again, if social media, you know, planning content, writing content, creating graphics is taking up so much of your time, then maybe you're going to start with a social media um, manager or social media VA, or you're spending a lot of time kind of doing admin work, you know, very manual um, admin work, then maybe that your money is best spent with an admin VA. So it really kind of depends where a lot of your time is being spent. Um, I would look there first and then considering outsourcing that and hiring the appropriate person. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I love that. And that's been huge. You know, one of the things that I had uh, as a fear when I was a solopreneur is I thought hiring somebody would actually enslave me because now I have more responsibilities, but it's actually 
hiring people is what actually creates freedom and leverage and putting systems in place. And that was tough for me because I was a free to be me, you know, go with the flow kind of person. And now I had to create structure for others when I didn't have structure for myself. And I think that it comes to a point too, where sometimes you may not be the most naturally inclined to create those systems and structure. And that's where somebody like you comes in Mm -hmm. where you can come in as the consultant or the coach, look at their business and say, okay, based off of where you're at, it looks like we need to hire this person, this person, and then I can help you with the SOPs. I can help you with the project management tools. That way they can do their role. And that way you don't have to be overwhelmed with hiring, you know, in creating the systems for those new hires. And, and so I think like your role is so critical, Christy, because without you, even though they may know what they need to do, they may not be able to put the right systems in place. So can you shine light on, on uh, some of the fears that you see a lot of your clients have and how you've been able to maybe help them overcome those fears? Yeah, absolutely. So to your point, you know, when someone thinks about hiring, it is really overwhelming and they think that, you know, I, I just don't have time to sit down with this person and, and tell them what to do or show them what to do. And this is kind of why, you know, SOPs and project management are all part of what I help my clients with because, SOPs really help you document your processes, not only for your own sake, so that you don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel every time you do a task, but then they serve as like a training document for when you do hire help in your business, right? So if you can write or document your processes in an SOP, then when you do hire someone, you can hand them over to that new hire and have them walk through those SOPs themselves. And then you're really saving the questions for any clarifying questions that they might have after reviewing that document, rather than having to sit on a Zoom call and walk them through you know, a task step-by-step. Right. And then also like making sure that you have those tasks built into a project management tool so that when you do hire someone, you can easily switch those tasks from your responsibility to them um, and making sure that you assign like due dates and things like that to keep everyone on track. And that's kind of how, you know, you work seamlessly as a team, right? You don't have to make sure that you're constantly telling them what to do. You have a project management tool in place that's telling them what to do. Right. Oh, that's so good. I love that. That's so powerful. Now with that, um, you know, what are, what are some of the, uh, inner, like inner fears and the mm-hmm. emotional side that you see as you work with clients? Cause that always comes up too, right. When you're thinking about hiring or you're dealing with people, uh, what are some of the inner blocks that you see a lot of times? Yeah. So when it comes to hiring, um, and you know, and this was always the case when I was working as an HR manager as well, people are always afraid of, um, hiring the wrong person, right. And, and wasting a lot of time. Um, working with someone who doesn't end up being a good fit. So I actually have like a recruiting process in place that I help my clients with, or even when I was hiring my own business, I followed. And that's really like a two or a three-step recruiting process, right? So um, number one, I always, always highly encourage having an application in process or in place, just like you would if you were going to apply, you know, at Target or anywhere else, right? You have to fill out an application. So this initial application is just kind of setting what the expectations are of that role, what their responsibilities are, and then asking some general questions. Um, So that's really step one. And then if they make it through that application process, then I always encourage having another application where it's really putting those skills to test, right? So if you're if you're looking for a social media manager and you want somebody to write the captions for your business, 
maybe in that second application, you're actually asking for like writing pieces or samples. So you can really see, you know, their work. Or if you're asking them to navigate a certain system, maybe ask them to send you a Loom video of them navigating that system so that you can see that they can actually do what they said they could do on that first application. Um, and then if they've made it through, you know, that second application phase, then moving on to an actual phone call or a Zoom call um, so that you can meet with the person face to face, make sure they're a good fit, make sure they vibe well. Um, and then you guys can talk more about, you know, each other's businesses and, and again, really making sure that you're a good fit. So I think a lot of people um, sometimes hire too quickly. They don't go through, you know, that recruiting process to really make sure they're they're finding the right fit. And then they find themselves in a position where they've hired somebody that actually can't do what they said they yeah. could do. Oh, that's so good. That's so they're true. And that's happened. That's happened to me because, you know, you find somebody who personality wise that you like, you love their heart, you, mm-hmm. you know, they, they sell you on themselves. They're good at sales right, without right. realizing it without professional sales experience. They're like the <laughs> ultimate salesperson. Yep. And then, and then it's like, oh wait, but you can't do your job well. Right, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I love that two-step application process because it's really, and it, again, you know, it's not bulletproof, but it's, it's better than just like hiring someone on the spot because they said, yes, I can help you with X, Y, and Z in your business. Right. Oh, that's so good. I love this conversation, Christy. And, and it's so important to be able to align. You know, one of the things that we do in our hiring process is we actually move all of our applications onto a group Zoom mm. and we do group interviews. And that's been awesome because you get to not only see how they interact with you, but how they interact with the rest of the room. Sure. Right. How they show up, how they how, what their energy is like, who's the leader in the group. You get to see leadership skills rise up. Right. And so, so that's been a lot of fun and um, it's condensed a lot of my time from having to do like a lot of one-on-one interviews, which has been great. The tool that we've been using for that has been Indeed. We've Mm -hmm. been uh, creating, uh, you know, applications for everyone to apply nationally, which creates a lot of applications. And then we're able to just move them all to is just give them all the zoom link. Right, so that's right. been, that's been an effective way, but, um, but culture wise is so important too, because it's about finding people who align with your values. So we hire off of uh, LQ, EQ and IQ. Mm-hmm. So LQ is the love capacity. What's their capacity to show up in love? What's their emotional intelligence? What's their ability to solve a problem, right? EQ, LQ, IQ. So we, we ask questions around that because I want, because I service heart centered female entrepreneurs for the most part you know, that's 80% of our client base. I need to have a team that can serve that audience that has a high love capacity, high ability to listen, make people feel seen, understood. And, um, you know, that's, that's our culture, right? Mm -hmm. So I think also defining like, you know, who would you want to be at the dinner table with you? Who would you want to do life with? You know, uh, when you're a smaller team, you're going to be a lot more intimate with them. And those types of things matter versus now there's people who have come onto our team that I don't really know because mm-hmm. our team has gotten big enough. Sure. I maybe have had one or two conversations with them, but we really just need them to, you know, they're, they're not going to be, I'm not going to be spending as much time with them. Right. They're spending time with our team. Still need to fit into our cultures, but I'm mainly focused on making sure they could do their job a lot better. So I think like in the beginning, focusing on making sure they match your values is, mm-hmm. is a big part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And something else that I want to add, if, if you are in a position where you have multiple people on your team already, 
Um, one thing that I would suggest as well to take it a step further is if, you know, if they've made it past your two part application and now they're hopping on a call with you, you could even have them hop on a call with somebody else from your team that they might be working directly with or really closely with. Yeah. Um, and then that, that gives two perspectives, right? So then you and the other interviewer can kind of compare your notes and see if you guys have the same, you know, caught the same vibe from that person. If yeah, you know, that's the same good. From that person. Yes. Um, and then, you know, if you're comparing notes and you both are really, you, you feel the same about that person, then, you know, you can almost not guarantee because nothing's guaranteed, but feel pretty good that you're making the right hire for your company. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. Oh, so good, Christy. Yeah, that's been huge. You know, I always like to get feedback as well. That's such great advice because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're, you can be a little bit more optimistic. Mm -hmm. uh, and not see certain areas or not think about questions to ask to really verify. Right. Um, and a second pair of eyes can help see certain things. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Christy, I, there's been a lot of great uh, insight here. Uh, what do you like, what do you have as last thoughts for the listeners today? Yeah. So um, one tip that I'd like to offer, because I know when it comes to systems and processes and setting up tools in your business, there are so many different things, so many different tools that you can implement in your business, so many different improvements you can make. So one thing that I'd like to offer you is if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling really overwhelmed because there's a lot of improvements you need to make in your business, focus on one area. So I think there was this book um, and I don't remember the author, but it, it was called like the one thing or something. Um, and basically, you know, the idea is to focus on one thing that would make all the other things that you need to do much easier to do in your business. Right. So, um, you know, what's one area that you can focus on in your business that would make your life easier. Um, so really, instead of trying to do it all at once, just focus on one area, the area that maybe is the most time consuming to you and figure out ways to make that more efficient so that everything else uh, can be as efficient as well. Yeah, no, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Thank you, Christy, for sharing that, for being on the show. You guys listening to Christy, if you want to reach out to her, we're going to put her Instagram handle uh, in this uh, description here of this episode and you can reach out, ask her for help, ask her questions. And, uh, and she has a very, you know, she, she can come in as a consultant literally, uh, for your business oversee, kind of get an idea of where you're at, what you need help with, and maybe even give you some vision for things you may not even know to ask, right? Like you might be wondering like, man, I wouldn't even know what to ask Christy yet, but you reach out to her because you want to you want to be able to see what she can help you with. And that is a great perspective to learn. So if you don't need her now, you might need her down the road. So we're going to put her Instagram here in the description here. So Chrissy, thanks again to all thank you listeners. You thank you. Make sure to subscribe to this episode, share it, leave a six star review. I think there's only five stars, but leave an extra star <laughs> until the next episode. See you later, everybody. Thanks so much. <laughs>